Welcome back to the podcast. Good day to you. Nothing too deep and philosophical today. Got a couple things I'm working on that I'm finished writing and trying to decide whether or not to record. And so in the meantime, uh, just have some thoughts this morning in regards to what do we do when things just don't quite go the way we would prefer? What do we do when something just comes that maybe was not as we had anticipated or what we kind of played it out to be in our imagination leading up to it? And I'm just thinking about that this morning and this is something, of course, not unique unto me. It's a valid question for each and every one of us of just stepping back and examining ourselves, and just being willing to ask ourselves, ready for the response and answer and results of that question about what, what do I do? How do I handle things just not playing out as I had hoped they would? Um, the reason I'm, I'm, I'm questioning myself with that this morning is really a reflection for me that's a good gauge for somewhat spiritual maturity and just maturity in life. Um, for the most part of my life, I was a very anxious person, easily disappointed, easily frustrated. Um, even into my spiritual life, you know, this was interwoven into my insecurities as a child of God and my salvation. I didn't know if I would ever get to a place where I was sure of my salvation. I always doubted. I always questioned. I'm surely not good enough. I'll never be good enough. I'm a disappointment to myself and to my friends and my family and, and to God ultimately. And I can't like I can't put my finger on when that died in me. I th- I would say it's been progressional and of course in measure still continues. But I just remember just how easily I could be derailed when I, like I just said, would just I would not be who I thought I should be or could be or was supposed to be. And I was just often, for most of my life, riddled with being a disappointment to myself and to God. And just always walking around with that weight and guilt, really. The condemnation that the enemy placed on me. Really, it's indicative of what I taught on the last series about the yoke of slavery to sin. Um, the, the, the yoke I was never created to bear and cannot bear. I mean, that's the beauty of God's strength and His coming in to redeem a man is, you know, at, at our humanity outside of Him, we are literally incapable of bearing the heavy burden, the yoke of slavery to sin, 
the the yoke of the flesh. I mean, <laughs> no man can do it because that was not God's intention. It is in opposition to his intended purpose. And so that was really a, a, a major role player in my unbearable burden was my self-condemnation always being in place. And a lot of it always played out in circumstances and, you know, a disappointed person individually and let down and, and downtrodden person individually when they look at their own life is, is often prone to be that way towards others. Um, of course, I mean, that's, that's just simple behavioral issues. And so that, that played out in, in much of my life of just constantly just being disappointed in circumstances or in people or, I don't know, just the way that life would unfold. And praise God, I, I don't walk under that weight anymore um, of just constantly just being very easily swayed to just be like, you know, <laughs> just that distraught, oh, the, the whole world is caving in because something didn't turn out the way I had hoped or in my perception thought it should. And so this morning, um, well, let me go back a couple days. I, I found out about an estate farm sale um, that was this started this morning, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, and I saw a picture, of course, of, of many items, tools, uh, tractor implements, um, you know, all the kind of things that if you're a young farmer type trying to figure out how to even be one is very intriguing. Of course, it says, it says, you know, they have to sell everything. It was, you know, a death in the family, uh, priced reasonable. Every, every reasonable offer will be considered. And so there are some things I need for our farm and I'm very frugal I don't want to buy anything brand new if I can buy it used for a quarter of the cost. I mean, that just makes simple sense to me. It takes more time, more effort, of course. But I enjoy it for one, as long as I manage it rightly and don't allow it to take up much time. And it's just, you know, it's more monetarily wise. I mean, it just is. If we can wait and deny ourselves the shiny brand new version at Tractor Supply, you know, if I'm willing to wait, then I can probably find it for a fraction of that cost. And it might even be better if it's older equipment, it's often made better. And so I saw some things in the photos. I thought, you know what? Work is kind of slow right now. I can go out midday to work and still make it to this sale. And so I decided that if I woke up early and still felt 
clear to go that I would go to this estate sale. And it's about an hour south of us into Tennessee. Um, I decided the night before to get my truck uh, all ready to go with hooking up the trailer and getting ratchet straps ready. You know, I made a small effort to get everything ready to roll out at 6 o'clock this morning. And so that all went as planned. Everything was fine. And I get down there uh, 20 minutes before the sale starts. First one there. And I walk in and it just really wasn't quite what I was expecting. It wasn't what I had hoped. Um, had some neat things there. Had some small tools that were exactly what I'm saying. You know, there's a $30 wrench there that I got for $10 and, you know, a huge wrench. You know, some other gardening stuff that was, goodness, I mean, basically free compared to new. And so, but my eyes were scouring the place looking for what I had prepared myself for. Maybe a large item. I need a rolling toolbox for my carport because my tools are all in the back of my side-by-side in a pile. I need something to organize them. If I can find something really cheap, I was ready to bring that home. Useful things for the endeavors that I'm in the middle of now at at the farm at our house. But the problem was I didn't really find anything. (laughs) I was so excited when I walk up and I say, hey, good morning, you're the first one here, go on in. Oh man, oh yeah, right? But then I just couldn't really find anything, especially anything large. Here I am with this empty trailer and I'm ready to go. Nothing. And so I find myself like really looking like, is there anything that I start kind of going outside of my sphere of need and start thinking according to like, where is there, is there anything here useful that's big that maybe I don't need, but maybe if it's here and extremely affordable, maybe I'll just get it anyway, you know, I don't know. What about this? What about that? Well, I just couldn't find anything that I could justify and be okay with getting. And so I had to just kind of decide that I'm really not leaving here with much. I went through some effort and I came down here. I'm prepared. Got cash in my wallet. But you know what? It's just not going to happen. So I talked to the people there for a while and go about my way with an empty trailer. And I decided to stop and look through some Craigslist posts and online yard sale sites. Is there anybody selling maybe some fence gates or cattle panels? I've got an empty trailer. I mean, there's got to be something. I'm down in farm country of northeastern Tennessee. I know that that stuff's down there. That's where it always is. I'm there. I just couldn't find anything that just didn't feel like I was forcing the matter because I didn't want to go down there in vain. I didn't want to go down there for nothing. I could have driven down there in my wife's car to get 
a hoe and a rake and a wrench, right? <laughs> I have to justify my time. I value my time. I just couldn't find anything. Oh, I need hay bales. Well, I don't have time for that. I'm going to need them in the winter. Well, I don't have time for that right now. I just need to be okay and drive home. I need to just be okay and leave. <laughs> I need to be okay with, you know what? I kind of wasted my time this morning. Six to ten was kind of just a vacuum today. And you know what? That's all right. I had good conversation with the Lord. I had good time praying for my family and for the households of those that I'm here with in my life. It's profitable. It's not valued the same as I used to. Like, that would have just wrecked my day years ago. And so I just would challenge all of us. Some people are laid back. They don't care. They'll drive 400 miles for no purpose, and this is not an issue for them. Who cares? I don't care, right? I'll drive here, there, everywhere. Do whatever, spend whatever. Eh, no big deal. Well, that must be awesome, but that's never been my life. <laughs> and so it just, it just felt good today to be okay. To not be stupid and try to make something happen and spend money I shouldn't on something just to fill a trailer to give my time purpose. Nah, it's okay. It's all right. And then, you know, I, this is just kind of how I think, but like, as I was driving home thinking through that, it's just an awesome thing that the things of God, kingdom matters, are never going to be that way. Now, they may seem that way at times. That's true. But it's never fruitless. It's never pointless. It's never a waste of time for us to give ourselves to matters of the kingdom. It is unto a purpose. Whether we see it or not right away or whether it takes months or years, our lifetime, whatever the case, though, may we not be discouraged to think how I used to, which is, man, I'm wasting my time here. I've got an empty trailer behind me. What was I doing? Oh my gosh, what a waste of time. No, in the things of the kingdom of God being established within a people, within us, on this earth, the purposes of God will always produce. They will always bring about the fruit God intends should we give ourselves to the time and to the process, to the outplay of His plan. And that's just encouraging to me. And maybe that's just what can be learned in being more patient and less anxious and more abandoned to just not being so rattled, flustered, frustrated. I mean, I could go over countless things in my life right now that are overwhelming. The 10 acres we live on, oh my goodness, what am I going to do with all of that? How will I handle that? How do I care for that and work a normal, real job that isn't flourishing in any way right now, by the way? <laughs> 
the relational demands of our life here with the other families that have given of themselves and doing what I just said themselves for my family, my marriage, my parenting of an almost eight-year-old, my own personal issues. Y'all, if we're not careful, any one of us can become overwhelmed. It can overtake us if we're not walking in a yielded place, trusting the Lord, entrusting all of these matters, my income, my farm, my family, my relationships in the body of Christ that I have the, with those intimately here, these matters are not my own to dictate what and how and when. They are the Lord's matters that I have to just give myself to Him, desiring to be found obedient and pleasing, accomplishing His purposes, being His people, like we talked about in the Hezekiah series, being one who walks alert and aware of the greater thing, the principalities and powers, walking in dominion, as we talked about in the What is Man series. Being a servant to all, being a slave to the will of Yahweh God in my life, and ultimately to the brothers and sisters that are around me, like we have got to be sure. We've got to be set. We've got to be secure in our entrusting our entire lives to God. And I believe we can do that. And I believe we do that incrementally as we go. And so be encouraged this morning. Ask yourself, am I walking in that confidence of, you know what? God is in control. His purposes will be accomplished in me if I abide in Him. If my residence is in Him, every single thing He brings and allows to come my way, it will accomplish its purpose in me. It is for my good. Amen.